Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. For the next couple of minutes, I'm going to get informed about what's transpiring in new football. XFL game ongoing, New York beating up on Tampa. We'll learn the names of the teams and the players. You recognize some of the players' names. Uh, We'll get to know the teams. But it's getting some pretty good buzz, and I want to see if it's sustainable. And a guy who can probably answer that question for me is my next guest because he went down this road a couple times before with underling sports leagues that were trying to, if not compete, at least dig out a niche for themselves in the sporting landscape. The former uh, Arena League Football and CBA Basketball uh, Association Commissioner Jim Drucker joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. How you been, Jim? Good. Good afternoon. You're taking me away from watching the XFL. All right. Well, take a couple minutes. It's all right. It's 17 to nothing. If they uh, come back and you say, hey, Jody, I got to go, I'll understand. But I think we'll get through the 10 or 12 minutes we got here. Uh, Jim, as I said when I introduced you, as a guy who ran not one but two different leagues, I don't want to call them minor leagues, but lesser leagues than the competing leagues of the NFL and the National Basketball Association, what is the key to trying make try and make one of these underling leagues work? Well, the key is having a great product and then getting it out there. But but that but my experience in the Continental Basketball Association as the NBA's minor league and that's what we were in the 70s and 80s and my experience in arena football isn't quite what Vince McMahon is doing with the XFL. The man's a marketing genius. And until I ran the numbers, I didn't think the XFL had a chance, but I've changed my mind. I used to tell friends the over and under on the XFL was two seasons. But I would take that over right now because their strategy is brilliant. Uh, Just to give you an example, everyone is comparing it, or a lot of people are comparing it to the Alliance of American Football. But their business plan was horrible compared to the XFL. The XFL has focused their attention on television. Their teams represent 22% of all the television homes in the United States. Now, that might not sound like a lot, but the NFL is only in 54%. So right off the bat, the XFL is about 40% of the market size of the NFL. In contrast, the AAF was only a pitiful 9%. So AAF was going after fans in the stands. The XFL is going to eyes on the TV. And if they can do a two or three rating, which is about one-sixth of the NFL, they'll be around for a while. Okay. Uh, We went down this road before, though. Vince McMahon tried this uh, decade and change ago. And what is he doing differently? Yeah, the difference was that one. He didn't differentiate in meaningful ways from the NFL. To be able to get a 
see, they'll never have a situation with the XFL or any secondary sports league that they'll be able to compete with the NFL, you know, macho man to man, because the NFL will have the best players. So the only chance is if they differentiate their product. And I was overwhelmed yesterday, really was, by the brilliance of their rule changes. They've created a much faster-paced game than the NFL. Between the 25-second clock between plays, it, it, it just seemed that the game was flying by. You know, that extra 10, 15-second lull between plays, which they've eliminated, it just gives the viewer a much different atmosphere. And I just felt amazed that it was just moving along. They didn't have to show 72 replays between plays because of the 45 seconds. They were showing maybe one, maybe two, but then it was off again to the next uh, race. Uh, and there are two other, well, three other really brilliant things. If you watched yesterday, and I was uh, not expecting this, if you watched yesterday, you would have seen the kickoffs a much different kickoff situ situation than the NFL, which is going to create a real interest. The NFL is boxed in now with a boring, boring kickoff routine. The XFL has overcome that. Uh, plus the one, two, I feel like I'm selling the XFL. I have no relationship with them at all. But, <laughs> but you're you know, being honest, and we appreciate that. Yeah, no, but I, I, was, I really was overwhelmed with the, the rule changes. And the one, the, the three-point conversion, two-point conversion, one-point conversion, hey, there's not a, nothing worse than watching an NFL game that's 17 points uh, gap in the fourth quarter with six minutes left. I mean, goodbye. Well, they've eliminated that, too. In addition, and this rule hasn't been used yet. Wait until they figure it out. You know, they can, you can have two forward passes per play as long as you're behind the line of scrimmage. Wait until they start figuring out to throw a screen pass, and then the guy who catches the screen pass, still behind the line of scrimmage, now has an open field for six guys because the defenders won't know whether to go after the tackle or to keep playing their man. So you're going to have a lot more broken plays. Now, if I was running the XFL, and I'm not, <laughs> thank goodness, I would even go deeper. Widen your field one or two yards, that's all it takes, you'll have more breakaway plays, while maintaining the look and the feel of pro football. So they have a real chance. I, I'm, I, you know, two weeks ago I would have said, no way. But when I saw those rules in action, I said, well, if they can do a 2.0 rating, which is about 16% of the size of an NFL rating, they'll be in business for a while. If they do a 3.0 rating, well, then they're going to be a success. Jim Drucker, uh, former CBA and uh, Arena Football League uh, commissioner, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. I uh, want to touch on one of the things you brought up, the kickoff. Mm -hmm. I tip my hat to the XFL, Vince McMahon, all of his underlings who have uh, come up with the solution to what was a problem and still is a problem in the National Football League, and that's kickoffs. Yeah. And I'll, I'll and be they truthful. Made them more exciting. They're, they were very close to having breakaway runs uh, yesterday. Uh, but you know something? This is nothing new for the NFL being stodgy. You know, it took them 34 years 
to imitate the uh, American Football League and put in a two-point conversion. It took them 65 years to do away with regular season ties and put in overtime. But, and, and it's not unique to the NFL. Most businesses, which eventually lose sight of their competition, have this problem. Now, in contrast, the NBA, for example, only took them 12 years to adopt the three-point basket, which changed the face of the game, and the NBA is bigger than ever. And, and this year in the NBA, they've, they're, they're stealing something right out of this Continental Basketball Association playbook, and they're experimenting with splitting their all-star game into four separate games. Each quarter in the first three quarters is a separate game, playing for different stakes for different charities. Well, we did that in the CBA in 1983. So, but, but Adam Silver has said repeatedly he wants to tinker and improve because if you stay the same in business, you're falling behind because there's always someone who will be nipping at your heels and motivating you to improve. Agreed. Uh, now, um, as you state, this really looks like the perfect compromise position because those who don't know what we're talking about haven't watched any XFL. The kicker kicks off from the other side of the 50, but he's back there by himself. The defense is 20 yards ahead of him, but they're not allowed to move till the catch is actually made on the kickoff. Right. Nobody's allowed to move until the catch is made. Right. So, so you get is... the excitement of the kickoff, but you don't have the potential for the speed, dramatic hit, injury, and the like. God bless Vince McMahon and whoever came up with this idea. I think it is brilliant. Give him a You're... bonus now. Hey, and to show you how stupid the NFL is, because they're saying we're making a see. The mindset of companies that eventually die is they have the mindset of, well, we've always done it like this. Well, guess what? The guy who used, in, in the year 1900, one of the biggest companies in the United States was in the business of selling leather buggy whips so that people, when they drove their horse and carriages, could hit the horse in front of them and make them go faster. That guy thought he had a business that would last another 500 years. Never thought of branching into other products, and when the car came around, he was out of business in 25 years. Well, the NFL has two of the most boring plays in sports history, the kickoff and the extra point. XFL is smart enough to have fixed both of them. And I might not see it in my lifetime, but eventually, the XFL will change both. The NFL will change both those rules. So you 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 don't think that with as good an idea as this seems to be for Jim Brocker, Jody McDonald, and millions of fans out there, they're going to say no, we can't do this because the XFL did it first. Well, that's their that's always their problem. It's the ego of lunatic owners who have never been told no, who believe they have this, the formula, and why tinker with success. Well, if that was the case, you wouldn't have mobile phones. If that was the case, you wouldn't have a computer on your desk or a computer now in your hand. The world changes. You've got to keep up. Entertainment is no different. The movies they make today are not the movies they made in 1950. We've got you know, digital projections, incredible special effects. And I'm not sure the last time I went to the theater to see a cowboy movie. <laughs> very true. Uh, time does march on. Uh, so you have uh, been very impressed with the first couple of weeks. 
Have you seen anything that you said, nice try, yeah, but that doesn't really work? No. And I'm, you know, I'm a nitpicker because we did that in the CBA. We used to throw 10 experiments against the wall. Nine of them were brutal failures, but the one that was good would stay in place. You know, like sudden death overtime in basketball. It was, it was brutally successful. Uh, but here, everything I've seen is good. The, they put the camera in the replay booth, so you hear the replay official talking to the ref. All right, but let me, give you, let me give you the one that uh, has at least, and I haven't seen enough of it to make a definitive statement on it, but the concept of it bothers me that they've got cameras in the locker room at halftime to listen to the coaches and players talk? Yeah, you know something? I, I take back what I said. That one was bad. But it's only bad because it was implemented poorly. They put the camera right in front of the player's face. So he's playing to the camera. It's, it's not real. It, it has such an obvious tint of I'm showing off to the camera. What they should have done is they should have put two or three stationary cameras in the corner, just like they do on that silly uh, CBS show Big Brother. So after a while, people forget the cameras there, and they say ridiculous, honest things. That would work far better. Yeah, see, I don't even like that because I, I like being, quote-unquote, behind the curtain <laughs> and the pregame stuff and give me a little bit more insight than the NFL does with its TV pack. I'm into it. No, no, During no, the game, it's sacrosanct. No, 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 okay. no, no, Mr. Commissioner. <laughs> I'm a coach. That's my time. My 10 minutes with my team – at half, I'm sorry, cameras the hell out. No, Before no. the game, after the game, okay, fine. Not during the game. You can't come in my locker room during the game. And see, and I'm coming from it as I want to make money for my league. And the best way to make money is having big TV ratings. And I know for, see, I've been around sports my whole life. My dad was an NBA referee. So I was, I was going into the restricted areas from the time I've been four, you know, behind the scenes. When I tell that to a friend, their eyes pick up and they say, oh, tell me what it's like to go backstage. And, and they're mesmerized. So the average fan wants to see that. And as I would repeatedly tell my coaches, we are not trying to make a league that you like. We're trying to make a league that makes money. And if you cater to the fan... You'll make more money. So if I'm a coach and I tell you I want to negotiate my contract via the television ratings rather than my one-loss record, you're good with that? That's an idea. Okay. That's a great idea. God, I wish I had thought of that. (laughs) When I was dealing with Phil Phil Jackson and George Call and the Continental Basketball Association, both of whom went on to spectacular NBA coaching careers, Keeping them in line and understanding the good of the league will only help them was an everyday dilemma. I should have tied it into future revenue. Television writings. <laughs> um, you want to and, be my oh, by the way, when I start my next league, walk that, down, that would be a great idea. Walk down memory lane. Uh, I interviewed Phil Jackson on the floor of the old Albany uh, Armory 
when he was coaching the Patroons before he ever got into the NBA, and he couldn't have been better to me. Gave me 25 minutes, just kept talking and talking and talking and talking, and I was a 20-year-old snot-nosed kid, (laughs) and he made the time for me. So uh, I appreciate what your coach did. Little did I know at the time he was going to go on to become the greatest coach in history in the NBA. He was just talking to a schlub in Albany. Yeah, what offends me is when everyone said he won 11 championships. (laughs) No, he didn't. He won 12. He won one in the Continental Basketball. in the CBA. Don't ever forget that. (laughs) Jim, good stuff. Appreciate you coming on board. Thanks, bud. We'll catch up again down the road. Take care, buddy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.